Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. First major wrestling TV episode since the tragic passing of Jay Briscoe. We had some very subtle but very nice references to the great wrestlers passing. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, DAD. Welcome to this episode of our reviews of AEW Dynamite. Please, if you haven't already, press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with your thoughts on the episode, but also maybe your thoughts and memories of Jay Briscoe. Do you, do you know what? I, I didn't think I was... You go, you keep going. Okay. Yep. No, there you go. You're fine. Well, was, was, was I always fine? Do I need to do, redo the intro? You're fine. No, okay, I'm fine. fine. You're fine. Because uh, we haven't really spoken about this. You know, you did your news, we've spoken about in the office, but we haven't really talked um no no uh so i think yesterday doing the news was like it's the first time uh that i have like it's kind of like the brody news Mm. episode that i had to do one of those like really like really tricky troublesome you all right yeah no i just put it back on okay cool let's just check it Mm. don't worry i'm on it okay goodbye um yeah like a, a few people have said like you know i was what a, a touching tribute mm. that we did at the end of the news um it was the best take i had it was uh, I, it, it took a few um to, to get through but it really was like the, the brody one where it was like really difficult to get through um like from a, a sort of a personal standpoint as much as i like you know loved uh watching jay as a, uh, a wrestler the thing that i think struck me the most was sort of uh, him as a father mm. and i i turned 38 this year uh, I've got a, a young daughter as well, and there was a lot of things that just sort of really made me like, oh wow, like mm. you know, life is a very short thing. So yeah, it really did. Uh, it, it hit me harder than I thought it would have done. Really. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, oh, it, it's awful news. It's um, you, and th- thankfully, we don't experience that many wrestling passings this days. These days, unless they're quite, you know. That from old age, or you know, Scott Hall was a recent one, mm. but we we lived through a period five or more years ago for a long, long time where people were just 
dying very young all the time. Wrestlers from the 90s and like yeah. the early 2000s were just sort of yeah, dying on a regular, regular basis because of the, mm. the style of wrestling at that period of time. Yeah, and it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security that, ah, that no one will die again. This is great. But of course, these the tragic uh, events that you can't plan for, mm. like a car crash driving your daughter's home or two cheerleading practice, like... It's just yeah, it's so 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 sad. But just uh, for for the Briscoes as an act, um, I remember first seeing them and instantly falling in love with them. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor 2010 2011. I've spoken about this loads. That was like one of my favorite periods ever in wrestling. And I didn't know I, I didn't know them. They they were never on TNA. Nope. I, I, my limited experience was just WWE TNA and the the ROH guys I did know had appeared on both those things. So Nigel McGuinness, Desmond Wolf to the true fans, CM Punk, <laughs> Colca Banner. Samoa Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe. And then um, I start watching a few episodes and I don't think they were the first on the first couple of episodes I watched. But then their entrance, poof, poof, reach for the, the sky, sky boy. boy. And then they come out like, who the f- are these two? Oh my God, they look like nobody else. Uh, Mark Briscoe's like eyes are yeah. crossed into his head. It feels like they walked out. Uh, they'd skipped the nineties, and it was the the old evil bushwhacker. What were they called? The, the bushwhackers. But when they were serious, maybe they were still called the bushwhackers. They're probably still called the bushwhackers. Um, and they they were just so terrifyingly authentic. And I'd never heard up until that point a two syllable wrestling chant. So it was Dem Boys yeah. on the Ring of Honor barricades. Dem Boys, a man up as well. Was mm-hmm. it man up, man up, which my lady partner won't let me say because <laughs> apparently it's misogynistic. <laughs> Human up just doesn't have the same ring to it. It's too many syllables. That doesn't work anymore. But you can say girl boss. <laughs> Why can't I say well, that up? I don't think that's a thing anymore. No, isn't it? I, I said that to my wife recently. She was like, eh, I think we're past that now. <laughs> Do you remember Stephanie McMahon's autobiography was going to be called either girl boss or lady balls? <laughs> <laughs> then they got released. My, she's got a few chapters now, though. My uh, my Briscoe's uh, introduction wasn't through Ring of Honor in mm. a way, and like, and that's kind of what a lot of people have said about the Briscoes as an act. Um, you know, Jay and Mark. Obviously, we're talking about Jay, but the Briscoes as an act because they never got onto the big stage. Mm. Like they didn't get a run in in TNA when TNA. Was, like, I know they did some stuff in Impact in the last couple of years, but when TNA was TNA, yeah. they weren't like there. Never got a run in WWE either. My introduction to the Briscoes was through the Brian and Vinny show. Because Brian and Vinny on Wrestling Observer used to have people send in uh, songs. Mm. And it was just remixes that took like old wrestling promos or clips from Brian and Vinny and stuff. And people used to take loads from Briscoe promos. Mm. And like the Briscoes family and all this sort of stuff. So uh, that was my introduction to the Briscoes was through these mad promos from Jay and Mark. And... And then when I saw them, I was like, oh, these are awesome. But, and I've said this to you on multiple occasions, every single time you and I have watched a Briscoe's wrestling match together, I have said, Jay Briscoe legitimately terrifies me. <laughs> yeah, he's got, like, there are, there are a few wrestlers out there where they're just petrifying. So scary. Like, whether he's got the hair, whether he's shaped, mm-hmm. he just looked so real. Yeah. 
Uh, Paul Robinson is the other yes. one I always like, even more than Suzuki because um, Suzuki grins. Paul Robinson is until you stand next to him and realize he's four foot two, and then you're like, oh, oh, okay, it's like a it's like a bulldog though. <laughs> it terrifies me. But Jay Briscoe, so it's like uh, it's it's amazing that you hear all these stories. We've heard them for years. I oh, know he's actually <laughs> the, the loveliest guy. <laughs> sweetheart guy. I heard just because there's been so many stories shared, he would go to his daughter's cheerleaders chilling in practice you know be on the first flight out from whatever show that he's just done so he can get back in time he'd tie his hair up in a bow yeah <laughs> imagine that jay briscoe in the yeah yeah uh 10 uh, the, yeah. the whatever team that guy's daughter's on wins yeah, this yeah. round yeah uh yeah and like big loss i'm glad you know, to use the word, obviously, because it's it's a tragic situation. So you've got to try and find the that silver lining mm. to the to the dark cloud. We had the trilogy last year. That FTR trilogy, I, I mean, I think was always going to live in infamy anyway, because it really was a real series of special matches. But being now that the final part of that trilogy ends up being Jay's penultimate match, mm. I think adds a new layer to it. I know Dax has just put out a, his latest episode of the podcast is talking about the trilogy mm. and. I, I'm really I'm looking forward to listening to that episode because it's going to be so interesting to hear him talk about it, his perspective on things as well. And I know from you know what Dave Meltzer was talking about on Wrestling Observer Radio, that trilogy could have been even bigger or had much bigger exposure because Tony Khan wanted to have them mm. on Dynamite. He wanted to put them on AEW pay-per-views. But Warner Media didn't want the Briscoes on their show. And this is because uh, the story's been repeated loads of times, but just in case you're new to this, uh, Jay Briscoe, probably about a decade ago, 2013, 2012, mm. WWE were very interested in them, wanted to bring them in. Uh, but Jay Briscoe put out a, a badly worded, homophobic, essentially, tweet. Um, again, you hear these stories, though. He, he apologized right away. Uh, and then, oh, that, that's a decade ago. And apparently he's done so much to try and understand to atone for his why mistake. he was wrong, what, like, to, to, to not just apologize and then, you know, what, sort of an empty apology. Mm. It was an apology where he then used that to grow the sort of person he was yeah. and sort of make amends, learn from those mistakes. But it, some mistakes just always live there to haunt you. And that was why Warner Brothers or, and WWE wouldn't let them on their show. And, you know, you look at the climate and can you really blame Warner Bros? Because, or the Warner Bros Discovery as they are now, because, oh, you put this wrestler on a show, even though there's so many wrestlers with way more controversial things, and WWE is run by, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, probably yeah. the most controversial. But you, you, you live in fear of a, a social media backlash where yeah. people get taken, hosts of the Oscars get removed because of tweets they made a similar duration ago. Bigson Span was actually recently was just tweeting about it before we came on air. Um, I'm going to assume it was recently. I didn't see the timestamp on it because Twitter now does its uh, for you and following thing mm -hmm. where it sometimes will just show you tweets from like three days ago. Um, but he was uh, recently tweeting about how because everything that Jay did to atone from his mistake, he did in private. He mm -hmm. did behind closed doors and everything he went out to speak to people to fight you know and learn and learn from his mistakes you know effie's been very outspoken about how he did a lot mm. to do this but bixen span's point was more like because he did everything in private it no one knows the work that went into yeah. it but if you do it as such a public facing thing it often has a bit of a stench of oh you're just trying to 
make a public face of this and you know if you do everything privately no one knows the work that you did and he did a lot to atone for the mistakes that he made i think that's a testament to the man yeah because I think so as well. that shows that he was doing it for the, the right, right reasons. reasons there wasn't even a a shred of i'm doing this for my own career exactly yeah that's yeah remarkable person uh on the the warner media thing though so dave Meltzer on resting observer radio said because this show did feature tributes to jay briscoe there was a graphic at the start uh many of the wrestlers who had worked with jay had black armbands with jay or mm. briscoe on them and a little heart on them so like jay lethal the young bucks bandito went out there with them, brian danielson um but and, and at the end, Excalibur just just said like literally the last line of commentary was like thinking about Jay's family, you know, mm -hmm. a bit of tribute to the man. And Tony Khan announced after the show that they're doing a celebration of life show like they did for Brody Lee, uh, which will air for free on Ring of Honor's YouTube channel and on Honor Club. There were some people who were because he announced it was for Honor Club. He did say for free on Honor Club, but people thought it was behind a paywall. So he was like, mm -hmm. no, it's for it's for free. It's going to be on the YouTube everyone's going to be able to see it. And they taped it after Rampage. Classy move. It is a classy move, but they wanted to do it on this episode. Mm. This episode of Dynamite was going to be, uh, reportedly was supposed to be a celebration of life for Jay Briscoe, particularly because, you know, they've got all that ROH footage. They can put together an incredible video package. He was in Ring of Honor for 20 years. Man, since he was 18 years old. Yeah, he was on the very, like the very early days of Ring of Honor, like first days of Ring of Honor. I think first show. first show. I think first show, but Mark wasn't allowed to wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Even though they had been wrestling together for years. Yeah. Because he was 70. Because he was 70. So, but right. he, he was on the show. He was just in the corner. He wasn't wrestling. Yeah. So, you know, they could have put, but Warner Media didn't uh, didn't allow mm. that. So that's what Dave Meltzer said. They weren't allowed to do it, which is why they've got this other show instead that they're doing on Honor Club. And I think a few people, Dave Meltzer in particular, has pointed out the hypocrisy of Warner yeah. Media, and this particularly airing the Dana White slap fest mm -hmm. thing afterwards, which opens with him saying, hey, the great thing about this show is if you don't like someone, you can slap the S out of them. It's like, oh, that's not the... That's not the week to be airing a Dana White comment like that. Yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, Dana White was filmed uh, and footage came out of sort of hitting his wife. Yeah, uh, and a few people also pointed out that Warner Media loved The Flash and uh, mm. really interested in, uh, really want to put that, uh, Zaslov's the lad's name, which is like, The Flash is going to be one of our big movies. We're really pushing ahead with it. We're spending so much money doing it. And it's like, Ezra Miller? is a very controversial figure, but they're quite happy to run ahead with that. But in yeah. this case, they said no. Undeniably hypocritical. Um, I just, just to, I'm not justifying it, but just to explain it, they are far bigger things than Jay Briscoe, unfortunately. So they've got loads of money riding on those things. From a business standpoint for WBD, just go along with it. Hope the controversy dies down. Or it's, it's the, or, all, or it's not even loud enough to begin with. Yeah, it's already controversy that's there as well. With Jay Brisker, I would argue they, they're at least consistent, uh, inconsistently consistent in that they've said from the start, nothing on yeah. the show. Uh, a, but it's, it's a deep shame. I wish they would have been able to do it. There's a comment there that just said they played it safe. Mm -hmm. Warner Brothers Media played it safe. And in some cases, you know, from business, sometimes that is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But it is, yeah, it is a shame. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I personally, I think if they did it, they, it wouldn't have created a backlash. The story is so tragic. All these stories are coming out now about the efforts he made in his private life. I think there's a wonderful redemption story. But we're saying this with two days of hindsight. This, you know, Tony Khan rings up whoever his guys are at WBD and is like, I want to do this, and they're like, what? Isn't that the guy? So you know, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't attribute much malice to it, but it's. 
It's a shame. It Maybe a shame. they'll yeah. Well, just watch the Honor Club. Exactly. We, we'll, we'll, still, have, we'll still get it. We'll have the Celebration of Life episode. Um, yeah, it's going to be airing for free on Honor Club. The the main event of which is Claudio versus Christopher Daniels. Mm. So that'll be a nice little really match. good. Yeah, Christopher Daniels doesn't really wrestle a great deal these days. Yeah, so he's, I think he was exciting. on Dark Elevation recently mm-hmm. or something. Eddie Kingston's on the show, yeah. so I'm sure he'll yeah. have some things to It'll say. Be that'll oh. be quite a promo. Yeah. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And should we get into the... The Omega chats, and then we can yeah, sort of talk yeah, about let's, the, let's do that. The yeah. other stuff, yeah, uh, the actual the actual episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see what you're all uh, saying. So remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Send in your Omega chats there, or read out every single one over five US dollars. Stream underscore noir says, I was so woefully uninformed about indie wrestling that I spent years thinking the, Br- the Briscoes <laughs> were related to Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> it wasn't until their trilogy with FTR last year that I was properly introduced to Jay's work. This is a genuine tragedy. That was a, a common theme I saw amongst mm. those. I was going through the comments on yesterday's WrestleTalk News. A common thread was, I really was not familiar with Jay Briscoe's work until the FTR trilogy. It's, it's mad because I'm not saying I was... Uh, you know, watching these guys before it was cool. Although, that's what I'm implying. <laughs> they are such a fixture. It's 20 years. When I got into Ring of Honor in 2011, they they had already been wrestling there for nine years and were already like seven-time tag team champions. They were legends in the promotion. So when I started watching them, 
12 years ago, they were already presented as these are all time. They're the best tag team ever in Ring of Honor. They're probably the best tag team in the world right now. Um, then Jay Briscoe went on a singles run. And he won the world championship twice, I think. Yeah, they, they Kevin Steen win. Mm. Um, and SB3 has been sharing some. He, that was, I think it was his first Ring of Honor show he went to was the one where Jay won the title. Oh, wow. So it's like to, to, to go, oh, you only watched it because FTR... Oh, I I just thought everybody knew them. <laughs> I, I mean, it kind of to, to zoom out from the the man's work just it shows you how limited Ring of Honor's reach was. Because to me, if you if you knew Ring of Honor and watched a, a minute of Ring of Honor, you knew the Briscoes because mm-hmm. they were they were the DNA of that program. Everyone else left. Who else has stayed with Ring of Honor for its entire history? I was going to say because even Jay went for a bit. Yeah, like lethal that is. Yeah. The Briscoes are the the soul of that company. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot like um, you know, when uh, last year with Will Ospreay on Dynamite, mm. that was a lot of people's like introduction yeah. to Will. And uh, you know, I think for some like us, because we've been watching Will for so many years, we're like, oh wow, this is your this is your first time. And then yeah, you take a zoom back, like, oh yeah, of course it's yeah for some people. Team Tashuls, Menberg for seventeen months. Rest in peace, Jay. May his memory be eternal. Warner needs to understand that the death of special people should be respected. Love y'all. God bless. Uh, I won't read this username because it's just a long stream of numbers. We call call him Slid. Slid. Or them Slid. It's been amazing to see all the support from wrestlers, including the moment from WWE to acknowledge his passing on NXT. I mean, that's what we've seen with Triple H. They they referenced Dom West. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year which was lovely it was great to see the references from stars on AEW last night but warner brothers can f off about <laughs> letting them to to a, not do a tribute show yeah i, I thought the, the tribute on nxt was very very tasteful really mm. really nice particularly because um sean rossap said uh reported via fightful that there was supposed to be a funeral segment on the show the new day were going to hold a funeral for pretty deadly's title mm. shot once the news of Jay's passing came out, they were like, let's just nix that. And instead, Vic Joseph just gave a tribute to camera instead. That is such a refreshing change of attitude from that company. Absolutely. Uh, Hector Rodriguez, Menberg for 12 months. Jay Briscoe is someone all men should aspire to be fatherwise. I felt like he had a lot more to give to wrestling, but God had different plans. Uh, Charles Berg, Menberg for 20 months. Pretty sure the Bushwhackers were also called the Sheep Herders. Maybe that's that's who I. That's what I meant. Uh, this has been your Charles Berg, who gives a S-word fact for January 2023. There you go. We've got your dog calendar up in the office, Charles. <laughs> uh, and Underscore says, It's a big shame to hear about this tragic passing. I really hope the company does right by his brother because they are in the argument for top, ti- top five tag teams in history, performer-wise. Loving the pod, boys. Keep it up. R.I.P and jam that jam thank you all so much and yeah our, our thoughts do go out to the uh, the family uh, of uh, jay briscoe mm. uh, at this time and um yeah awful, awful awful business uh so we're gonna there's no easy way to transition from that so hard cut big announcement time yeah we put our little tea uh, tease out a few hours ago that we had a big announcement to make on this show and a few people Almost guessed it right. That Bram has signed a multi-year deal. <laughs> well, they weren't quite going down that route. That Christian Cage <laughs> has signed with Well, no, we, did, we didn't say it was a Hall of Fame worthy mm. tease. Uh, but a few people said, oh, you're doing a Money in the Bank watch-along party. And those people are only half correct. Because, for you see, our moderators will be spamming the chat with links to... 
a Royal Rumble watch party for next Saturday. The Joiner on Worship in Shoreditch in London, just down the road from Liverpool Street Station. We are going to be hosting in the same place we did for the Clash of the Castle, a Royal Rumble party. Tickets aren't quite as extensive as they were last time. So they're limited as they were to last time. Because we're going to be downstairs as opposed to upstairs where we were last time. However, because the show starts at... Oh, but wait, there's more. Royal Rumble doesn't start until 1am. Oh, that's late. So we thought... We're going to open up doors at 10 and let people come in for a little bit. That's nice. It is nice, isn't what it? What are they going to do? Well, you could probably go to the bar a and drink. Yeah, a couple of drinks, maybe. Food. Or would you like to watch a live Quizzlemania? The first ever? The first ever live Quizzlemania will be hosted by Adam Blompier with myself, Tempest, um, Pete and Sullivan on the uh, on the board uh, playing Quizzlemania. Wow. That is limited tickets. So the way that it works is when you buy your ticket for the event, there is an add-on to also get to see Quizzlemania as well. It's limited to fifty people. So you want to if you want to get to see Quizzlemania live, the first ever could be the only ever live Quizzlemania. You want to get that add-on and get in there quick. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't know if I'll be there yet. Because I've got to do the Royal Rumble <laughs> review video. We had decided you were not going to be there yeah. until you stood up in the office and then said, oh, I think I just want to go. <laughs> it was hard enough to make the Clash of the Castle video. Uh, and that finished at 11pm our time. So, yeah, it's um, I probably shouldn't go. There's, the, <laughs> there's no way I won't be able to get absolutely hammered. Mm-hmm. But I will miss... I'll miss it. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you don't be disappointed. <laughs> if you if you go and I'm not there. Uh, we've already sold one ticket. Oh wow. So make sure who, you can we do we know who oh we probably can't say because of GDPR. Yeah. But thank you, that person. <laughs> uh, oh I, I can see their name. Thank you. <laughs> who you know who you are. You know who you yeah, are. That's for you. So yeah, so we are going to be hosting a Royal Rumble watch party at the Joiner on Worship in London. Tickets are on sale now, and the moderators will have <laughs> those tickets, a link for those tickets in the chat, and they'll be in the video description down below for on-demand listeners. And just like last time for Clash of the Castle, we'll be live streaming our reactions from that venue. So we'll have that wonderful shot. You'll be on the you'll be on the channel Absolutely. if you get a seat um in the sort of main watching area. There'll be a few watching areas uh, spread out around the bar. And it'll be me defending the Jam That Championship (sighs) against the man who won the number one contendership at Survivor Series, Tempest, the former champion. And the Royal Jamble. And there will be a Royal Jamble as well. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Remember, link in the video description below. Please come uh, support us and come and meet us. And honestly, Clash at the Castle last year when we did it, was one of the most fun things I've done since the world went to crap <laughs> four years ago. It was a good time. Yeah, loved it. So, but go for me. <laughs> <laughs>
So they got they weren't banned from ringside. The stip was if they interfered in the match, mm. Sanjay Dutt would be fired. Ah. And that's why Sanjay was like trying to hold them back and stop them from getting involved. So they bought tickets. Mm-hmm. Man, did they get tickets so late for such an event? <laughs> then you made the stipulation in the afternoon. Well, Tony Khan buys the tickets. <laughs> he buys all the tickets. And so that's why they were at ringside. Uh, but they had to have their tickets checked by None other than Danhausen, who was in a security shirt checking their tickets, and then in walked the best friend with this ginormous pot of popcorn. It's like that New Day gift. Yeah, they edged their way across the front row to sit right near Jack. It was really funny. The bit that popped me the most was when Sanjay Dutt was like, "Oh, okay then," and he <laughs> like, like Danhausen was a serious usher, and he was still. It was that sort of idiot smart guy heel thing. I thought Sanjay Dutt's work in the last couple of weeks has, has been here. Do you know, even above Jeff Jarrett. People have been ragging on the team of Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt for some time now, but those chickens are coming home to roost because they've, they, they've been good, man. Ever since the acclaimed did their brutal rap on them, it's just taken the edge off and I've been able to enjoy that's, what it the, is. I, that's where it changed for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, loads of shenanigans, really fun Cassidy lethal match in the ring. I th- I've seen a lot of people go, yeah, but the, the match was nothing. I, was, I think the match itself was actually pretty decent. It was really fun. Particularly near the end. Um, Jarrett tried to pass the guitar to Lethal. Danhausen took it away. That led to Cassidy getting the pin. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was a fun, fun match. He hit the orange <laughs> punch to get that win. And then afterwards, both Satnam Singh got in the ring and Jeff Jarrett got in the ring to try and attack the best friends and stuff. And Sanjay Dutt had to hold them back. And it led to Orange Cassidy walking up and doing his fake kicks on Orange Cassidy. His lackada- on Sanjay, on Sanjay Dutt. Dutt. His lackadaisical kicks. And Sanjay Dutt then freaked out. And he wanted to attack. And he had to be held back like Scrappy-Doo by Jeff mm. Jarrett and Satnam Singh. Very, very fun. Really good. Jeff Jarrett's the best. Yes, he is. <laughs> Did you hear my pitch in my video today? Uh, he should go, he should challenge Darby Allen for the TNT title <gasps> because you've got the Sting connection, yeah. and you know what? Jeff Jarrett wins <laughs> because then he renames the TNT title <gasps> the TNA title. <laughs> I would love that. King of the Mountain matches, <laughs> be amazing just turn your prestige mid card title into a joke for three months it'll be fun i i would enjoy it it would pop me yeah young bucks and top flight came out next and they had an excellent match i a lot of people were surprised i figured it out uh the bucks got the surprise win no top flight got the top <laughs> flight got the surprise how surprised win. you were by yeah. it uh, BTE trigger, but uh, Darius ducked. You know, Dante's typically the guy who's showcased in these matches, but they gave Darius the pin here. He ducked, their knees collided. A lot of roll-ups, sort of, you know, shock moment into pin finishes on this show. I thought, if I was to be critical, they did one too many for me. I think there were two on the show. There was the uh, there was the opening, there was this. No, the opening was um, Orange Punch. He rolled him up, didn't he? No, he hit the orange punch for the I win. I could have sworn he rolled him up. Okay. Uh, Darby Allen's Last Supper is kind of like... I was going to say, yeah. Run, and that was a bit deflating. Yeah, but that's, that, is a, that is a pin that he wins matches with. That's yeah. one of his moves. Yeah. So I, don't, I, don't, I, I will give you two. <coughs> I will take the other two away. I'll see where they I'm sure that's right. <laughs> um, the, it, it's the start of the downfall. <laughs> 
I mean, you did predict it with the New Japan and Ring mm. of Honor thing, so maybe you're onto no, something. Not on this one, not on this one. Uh, but the, I think this is very smart because there's two ways you can go. A lot of people are saying, well, now Top Flight can challenge the Elite, add in an AR Fox to a six-man match. Yeah, because they won that Battle Royal. Awesome. All the flips. But really, to me, the, the long term in this, because that trios match will just be a match in two weeks' time and the Elite win and they move on to bigger things. I think AEW's tag division has been ransacked, really, because you've got a trios division. A lot of teams have moved over there and added another singles star. FTR are gone. It looks like they've taken a, quite a while off. So you've got to build your teams. You need something. Acclaimed, top flight, private party, and yep, the guns, the ass boys. Maybe this is the year that the tag titles are more of a junior heavyweight tag division. I think that'd be fun, simply because you've got the um, the six man, uh, you know, over there that you could do mm. some other stuff with. So maybe that is a fun way to do it. But yeah, I, I think they do they do need some teams. I feel like this is building up to the uh, the six man though. So maybe it'll be the six man at Revolution. So top flight and AR Fox versus <sighs> the uh, the elite. I see that's a TV match. I don't think that's big enough. I think the elite would. Sure, they're building House of Black. Oh, yeah, but, but that's it's, well, because Revolution is so, it's not that long away. Mm. So end of Feb, end of Feb, I think. Yeah, it might even be mid Feb. So still a still a month and a week. Yeah, but I think you just use that time to build this match, and then you can do the House of Black afterwards. Do that for double or nothing. I don't. I yeah. No offense to the guys, but I don't think a top flight AR Fox versus the Elite match is what I would hope for for the first trios mm. pay-per-view defense yeah well fine for a little mini program but not for that particularly if uh, as we saw next the ass boys came out uh, and the basically are done with their ftr feud it would seem for the time being as you said it looks like ftr are gone for a little while they, they beat them they, well, they, they... Did, they did beat them and they uh called out the acclaimed mac Ra max cast of max rapster <laughs> max rapster cast out mm. um uh, and he called them bs's uh, in his rap, it was bleeped on TNT. Worst kid since Hunter Biden. Yep. And uh, then they were about to brawl, but Billy Gunn broke it all up. And he said, look, I'm tired of this. Next week, we're going to have a family therapy session. I've got two words for you. Family, family therapy. therapy. Very funny. So, yeah, so it's going to be a... It looks like... <sighs> Dang, it's the Ass Boys versus the Acclaimed at Revolution. I think that's been the plan for a long time. And every... <sighs> Every sort of chapter in it has become another <laughs> alternate reality shut off. Yeah, it's become another. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Are you sure, are you sure that's what you want to do? As soon as the guns beat FTR and just everything was scrapped, the idea that FTR could hold all the gold mm. from all these different promotions or at least work a pay per view program around that idea, I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's really the guns. It's the ass boys. So you're not you're not into that because I do get a kick out of the guns. I just don't see them at this level, which unfortunately means they're overpushed. Yeah, it's because they get heat. Mm. I just don't know what heat it is. You don't think it's go away heat? I, well, that's it. Like I don't know if it is. Eesh, you lot. Like I, yeah. I think you know Tempest has that heat with them. <laughs> I think I I think I sort of have that heat with them. That I think what is unfortunately now referred to as X Pack heat. Yeah. Um, we can call it go away heat. Go, yeah, go yeah. away heat. Change the channel heat. I so I, I got that, but it's it's more like I don't 
dislike them as an act mm. or a promo because they're very effective heel promos they're, and they're always very good in their delivery and stuff and i've never watched an ass boys match and thought oh, that match blew what an mm. awful terrible match that was but i have always sat there and be like there's so many other teams i'd rather see in the tag title hunt than the ass boys you're you don't think there's a storyline justification for this the acclaimed that, well, got over they, they were it's an all act. there they were absolutely there it's, is like, a, it's like an eight nine month story there is 100 percent storyline justification for it but it's also the ass boys and i like, yeah. and i i just feel that i keep thinking like there's about 10 other teams i'd rather see but then i try and think what those other teams are mm. and they're not the ones that are featured on t like you know it's the lucha bros aren't really in the tag title scene anymore it's the trios division private, par everyone up. private party aren't really on tv anymore uh, obviously santana and ortiz aren't around hardys hardys um the bucks are now in the six man dark order dark order aren't really doing much uh the house of black are doing trio stuff i just thought of another one then um well i suppose the only other butcher and the blade butcher and blade the only one i could really think of that i would much rather see in this position is kingston and ortiz because i but that's only because i just want to see eddie kingston yeah. on tv more yeah. Yeah, it's uh that there is no one else yeah. oh, in, in the current division. Kip Sabian and Trent so. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um the, the Daddy Ass's motivation here is like, guys, stop it, stop it. You're behaving like sport little brats and you need to start behaving befitting a tag team champions. I just thought I this is an inconsistent character beat for you because you're Billy Gunn. You were your whole tag shtick with Road Dog was being disrespectful. Like, where's this coming from? Ah, no, they were very proud to be tag champions. Like, Billy Gunn always makes jokes about how Road Dog would walk through airports wearing his tag team <laughs> championship around his waist, but they so he off. could put it, so he could put it through security and be like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm the uh, World Wrestling Federation <laughs> tag team champion." Um, also, I just wanted to make note as well in the Young Bucks match, they did do the Doomsday Device. Mm. Oh yes, yeah. some lovely tributes to 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 Jay uh, in that one. Also. My first note of that match was, amazingly, this is... Oh, actually, it was just... Yeah, this is amazing. They're both incredible. Uh, but this is also... That was the Bucks' first tag match since they lost the tag belts to Swerve in Our Glory. Wow. Because they've just been doing six-mans. Yeah, and of course they... They were gone for a bit. Yeah, CM Punk's dog attacked them. Yeah. It's their first tag team match <laughs> since they lost the tag it's belts. Crazy, isn't it? Uh, for the family therapy skits next week, I think they could be awesome if they're pre-taped. Yeah. I think if you do it in the ring, it could be fun, but it it could be bloated, it could be over long. But if these are anger management style, a, a run of four weeks. Team Hell No mm. style uh, backstage segments, yeah. Bring back Dr. Shelby. I mean, the guy's probably available. Always <laughs> waiting there. <laughs> Whenever there's some kind of therapy segment announced. Yep. Um, we had an excellent interview backstage. This was awesome. Renee Young, the wife of John Moxley, is interviewing Hangman Page, the man who just concussed well, John Moxley. Did he concuss him or did he just knock him out? Because they never used the word concussion. Mm -hmm. the, uh, Hangman just said, I knocked him out. Head, they never yeah. used the word. Hangman got a concussion. Head, head injury. It's implied. It, well, the words they were using was knocked out. Yeah. Well, they don't like to say concussion. Even Adam Cole, when he returned, was like, I had a head injury. Yeah. Two of them. At a local medical facility. Um, but what we had here was Rene, obviously, but very subtly pissed, but remaining professional. And Hangman Page, knowing that, feeling very guilty and ashamed 
and asking questions, but also kind of being eaten up at the same time because he doesn't want to ask how John is because he feels sad. Yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. So great. He basically said that, you know, Mox stole my word when I said that I was going to win the AEW championship and he knocked me out. So I got my word back because I said I would knock him out and I did. And that sort of meant quite a lot to him as mm. as a as a man. As a man, it meant a lot to to him. But then Renee had this line where she said, "You know, I was talking to John in the week, and he talked about wrestling you, and he said that he wrestling you makes him a better version of himself, and he so he cherishes and despises you for that." And like, I, I loved the the reactions between both people because when they they announced the segment ahead of time, Renee Young is going to inter- Renee Paquette is going to interview Hangman Adam Page. Instantly, I was like, oh, there's going to be quite a lot mm. of untold. There's going to be a lot of unsaid drama in this segment. And there was a lot of unsaid emotions in this. He also asked, no, he also replied uh, that he's going to work on mending some fences. Yeah. So I can't wait for that elite reunion storyline to pay off in November 2024. I mean, because maybe he'll go to the Dark Order first. It's a slow <laughs> build. And then it, the interview ends. And Paige yeah. is like, hey, so yeah, was, we're done. That was good. But you know, hey, really, like, you know, how how is it? How's it going on? And he's like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. He'll he'll dust himself off. And he'll be like, okay, John's, you know, John's John. And Paige is about to say something. He's like, <laughs> you know, when you see, actually, do you know what? Yeah, it's that's stupid. I, I, don't worry about it. I bet. What do you think he was going to say? I don't know. I think it was. I'll give him my best. Yeah, something like that. I was yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, might have been. I I love this segment. I, the only thing I would have changed if I'm being super, super picky is I wouldn't have had Rene dismiss and undermine the seriousness of the finish of last week's match. Oh, he's John. He'll be fine. I'd have liked, yeah, we're taking it day by day. Yeah. Like, I, I would have preferred that. I, I agree with you on that one. It's I think it's you know, Mark's a tough guy, isn't he? Yeah. He just gets up and he dusts himself off from being knocked down. I wonder if um, you could even read into pages, oh, don't know, don't worry about it. He was going to make a joke because all of this is started over Moxley making fun of him and he was going to do it and be like, no, I'm not going to sing to his level. I'm not going to do that. So don't worry about it. It's, it's silly. What's the BG song? Sorry. It's not... Sorry seems to be the hardest word to no, say. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm, I think I'm mixing up two songs. It started with a joke, but it's, it <laughs> started think, with a kiss. You're thinking of, I started a joke. That's the one. Which started the, the whole world, world crying. Early Bee Gees. Fantastic. Didn't see. Faith No More did an amazing cover. That the joke was on me. Ricky Starks beat Jake Hager and pretty much all the JS who were outside <laughs> at ringside. Chris Jericho was up on commentary. Um, this was quick. It was fine. I feel like that segment last week has derailed the momentum of this feud. Hasn't it just? Crazy. Like, I was so into this. Tass is still into it, though. Singing that entrance. Tazioki. Taz is... It's nice to see him having fun. Oh, he's a former Team Taz guy. He is a, you're absolutely right. He is a former Team Taz guy. I just, I really get a kick out of Taz commentary because he had a lot of fun in his first WWE run and then he really didn't like it by the end. Then he went to TNA and didn't like it there much either and didn't have a great time. Now he's having fun on commentary again. It's yeah. nice to see. Really do like it. Um, but yeah, this uh, this feud, I don't know. It's, it feels like it's lost something. Ricky Starks just uh, feels... <laughs> Well, I, I don't think it feels like Ricky Starks is down. I think its problem 
I, I think if I'm just sort of looking at it from a surface level thing, is that Ricky Snarks beat Chris Jericho, even though there was lots of interference from the JAS. So he's already beat the final mm. boss. And now he's just beating up Jake Hager with the same, and he overcame all of the JAS. And like Action Android, and they teamed, and they win the tag match as well. Well, they had a yeah. tag match. Yeah, they won the tag match because then they did the uh, the beatdown afterwards. Oh no, Andrade said, uh, he made the save. He made the save, the and they're doing a tag saving. match next week yeah. against Jericho and Sammy. Yeah, I agree. It's been out of order. It's weird, isn't it, that we're saying, yeah, but Chris Jericho has been booked too weekly here <laughs> um, because usually it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's lost me. But afterwards, they had this cute little backstage bit where Jericho challenged Ricky Starks and Andretti to the tag match next week, originally with Sammy Guevara. But Daniel Garcia said, I want to fight them. And Sammy's like, yes, this is the attitude I've been looking for. Um, if you win your match against Andretti on Rampage, you can take my place. And he like goofily hugs Garcia. And he brings that in. He's like, I've even got you some new gear. There's these leather trousers. Chris Jericho really made me laugh. He just goes, oh, leather. Is that leather? <laughs> and he said, it's either going to be less sex gods next week mm -hmm. or Jericho Garcia. <laughs> it cuts back and Excalibur's like, oh, that was a really, really elongated portmanteau there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, again, the Garcia stuff. I've, I've lived through this. <laughs> oh, I know. I know, bud. I've seen this movie. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That, talk about something that's lost steam. Um, but then we had Brian Danielson versus Bandido. Incredible. Lots of technical mat wrestling. Usually with Bandido, I'm used to sort of high flying, not high flying, but big athletic spots and strength spots. So I was like, oh, you've got this whole other side of your game that I've never really seen before. I'm sure loads of other people have, but I haven't personally. So it's saying on commentary, that's the three sides of Bandido mm. is the high flying, the incredible strength that a man has and his incredible technical know-how. And this was a crowd as well that was very hot for this to the point when they just exchanged submissions and the crowd chanted, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bandido had Danielson sort of like in a, I don't know, like a, what do you call it? Acrobalance pose where Danielson's flat, but mm. midair at Bandido's waist. And then Danielson sits up and just starts headbutting him. That was awesome and very strong. But Bandido's delayed suplex on Danielson and he loses grip of him. Yeah. And, so, and I think I'm now thinking that's intentional. Oh, yeah. He does that to make it look even more impressive. Yep. And then he hits, because that's an old circus juggling thing. You want to screw up your a few goes and build to you actually getting it right, even though you can probably do it right first time. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was, it was, yeah, amazing. Amazing match. As a, a correction, it's Garcia Co. Ah, that's much better. <laughs> but yeah, it's just Danielson every week of this year has put on an absolute banger. It feels like Danielson didn't get wrestler of the year at the end of 2022. It was like, I'm not having that. So just book me on TV every single week and I'll just go out there and have the best match. Mm. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's a risky strategy because he is going for the world championship at the main event of the pay-per-view and a few spots in this match. And last week, to be fair, I was like, <gasps> don't break anything. Yeah, crowd were chanting, this is awesome. Bandito got to the ropes from the LaBelle lock and then he uh, he hit his flipping fall away slam thing that he does, which was amazing, and hit the 21 plex for an amazing mm -hmm. near fall, which got even more this is awesome chance. But eventually Danielson hit knee plus for the win and they put it over the... That was a struggle, but mm. not like Danielson didn't struggle to win, but like it was, he fought for that victory. Kind of like he did with Takeshita last week, where like he really had to fight for that. So, you know, that's going to be a very nice story then where he's going to be 
really fighting to win that world championship where he goes up against Max. Yeah, the more, the, the deeper he goes. Because those first two matches, Danielson won and then put on the regal stretch to win. Here, he just had to hit his finisher and win. So, yeah, yeah really nice week-to-week storytelling. And just, yeah, Danielson somehow building himself super strong for the main event while also really building the opponents he's beating. Yeah. It's just, no one does it like him. No, it's absolutely incredible. And after you'd the... think those are mutually exclusive. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, you know, the difference between what Jericho is doing in trying to put over Starks and Andretti mm. compared to what Danielson's doing here. Uh, but after the match, um, MJF appeared on the screen to cut a promo on Danielson called the fans fickle mm, so that was nice a nice touch, touch. Uh, but he said that he's been the masked mjf up until now but the mask is going to come off and you think you're a dragon well i'm a monster and that's what happens now he's got he thinks there's a monster below this mask and we're going to see that monster at revolution if he makes it that far it's a curious uh choice of words to say monster because when i think what is the real mjf he's the devil right so I, I assume that's a reference to the monster video package. That's what I thought, yeah. From, uh, which is so in MJF's like thought process. He's yeah. so detailed with callbacks like that. Uh, we had a segment later on as well because they announced that Danielson's next match is going to be against Brian Cage. Oh, yes! And MJF gave Cage and Prince Nana look more money than they'll have ever seen in their entire life. I'm pretty sure ROH law with Prince Nana is he is a very, very rich royal family member. Well, this so actually, that's a hell, of a, hell of, of a lot of money in that pay yeah. packet. Uh, is that I don't need you to win, just break his arm. Mm. Yeah, win or lose. Um, this is a, a really nice beat because we're two, three weeks into the Danielson MJF title chase storyline and it has been yeah max has been cowardly running away he's been doing jokes about the audience and freddie prince jr Mm -hmm. and in the space of two one minute backstage bits it's like oh you're really dangerous so what a remarkable ability to be able to change your perception like that speaking of um, of changing perceptions oh i was just gonna say he, he also slapped brian cage so it wasn't like, oh, this is cowardly MJF still trying to pay off someone. No, this is really manipulative asshole MJF. It was a calculated decision because he mm. slapped Brian Cage and Brian Cage then choked him. And Prince Nana had to, you know, put him off. So we need this money. Yeah. And uh, MJF was like, see, what you just had then was hate. And we need to take that feeling <laughs> and put it into your match next week. Mm. Really, really good stuff. Yeah, Effective. Really good. But yes, sorry. But sorry, speaking of changing of perceptions, mm. Soraya and uh, Tony Storm are 100% the heels now because they had a backstage segment where they're like, we're the heels now. Because it's they're all sat in a row. It's Soraya, it's Storm, and it's Shida. And Soraya's like, Shida, you big idiot. You're <laughs> such an idiot, Shida. Why'd you do that idiot thing? And then Tony Storm said, lay off her. These AEW originals don't know what they're doing. They've yeah. been in this little bubble. They don't know how to actually work in this world like we do. And that's the way they're putting it out. They are an invading force. And I, you got to sort of wonder, like, how long has this been the direction that we were heading? Like, well, when I we think about 24 hours. <laughs> I think it's more, I wonder if that was what, like, Storm's face was all about last week. No, I think uh, th- 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 this is a good storyline. And it is really good at tying into 
the accidental heel turn Soraya had in her very first speech. But it was also, but like that was the problem, isn't it? You, no one, and maybe I'm being hugely naive here because what I'm about to say is going to sound naive. No one in their right mind would have booked Soraya to cut that promo on Britt Baker that she did, which was <laughs> this place is nothing. Yeah, I've actually been places. I think she. I don't think she planned it. I think she bullet pointed it and she got away from herself and she said that and it was the wrong thing to say. Very wrong. Thing. And that's affected her, her momentum ever since. And smartly, they've lent into that. I it, This is a good storyline because I think what happened next was Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Good choice of opponent because Nightingale's awesome. And when Soraya and Tony Storm beat her up at the end, instinctively, even more makes you hate the heels. So we're lining up potentially, yeah, this ex-WWE star faction against the AEW Originals. That's a great, great, really cool storyline. The best thing in the women's division for ages. And it honestly, the build has only just happened in the course of two segments. Two segments, There's yeah. no, I don't think this was the plan last week. Yeah. I don't think it was the plan back when they announced a mystery tag partner, but... At least they've done it. And this is now exciting. This is going with what the fans are telling you as opposed to trying yeah. to get the fans to change their minds. And that is, when you think about it, kind of remarkable because Soraya has come back from a career-ending injury. And in, what, four months, we've decided, nah, you're a baddie now. Yeah. <laughs> Boo you, we don't like you anymore. And it's not like she's one of those people who, oh, you're always going to be a heel. Like if The Miz did that, he'd be yeah. like, nah, yeah. still, you're still a heel. Soraya, it's Paige. <laughs> yeah. The person who was the, our leading light against the Divas era. This is my house. Yeah. Like we, we all thought she was grand and all that. But yeah, interestingly as well, because obviously they had the tank match on Rampage, you said there it's feels like it's an ex WWE star versus AW, AW Originals. Ruby Soho is the one that makes the save herself, mm. an ex WWE star. Yeah, so she didn't touch anybody though. Yeah, so maybe you'll have pay uh, sorry, Soraya and Tony Storm trying to recruit Soho onto their side of things. Or maybe Ruby's already in on it. <sighs> I think that would be good for Ruby because, again, she's someone who's not really done anything, unfortunately. Well, she's been injured for a while. Yeah, but even when she was around, it, she was sort of second fiddle to other people's yeah, things. The best thing about her is Taz again. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was... I, I did think of this before I saw it on Reddit. Um, Blood and Guts match. Oh, Wow. I think an AW, if you're doing this sort of faction warfare, that would be a really cool way to end it. We've had two men's ones now. Let's have a women's one in 2023. I was thinking, who would be my team? So you've got Baker, Sheeda, Hater, um, Willow Nightingale, Willow, yeah. and oh, I can't remember who I said for the other, the fifth member. Oh, Jade Cargill, because mm, that makes yeah. sense. You maybe incorporate her in with the actual stars. Versus, you've got Soraya, uh, Tony Storm, Athena, mm -hmm. Ruby Soho. I was like, who's there's nobody else really. I get Ty Conti, I don't think that works. Serena Deep. Oh, that's nice. I think you're gonna say Mercedes Monet. <laughs> or that. That would be much better. Yeah. That would that would actually be a really cool thing. Yeah. Um but yes, uh, exciting. It wasn't the best told story. No. It was even in this match, it was honestly a bit sloppy. Don't care. Because this is I'm optimistic. This is a company that has listened to a fan reaction gone like, well, let's go with that instead. Mm -hmm. um, only one more thing I wanted to say about this. Willow Nightingale's pounce on Tony Storm was so cool. 
it was like Tony Storm was just carried through the air by the force of Willow Nightingale's shoulder. Yeah. Awesome pounce. Uh, I mean, Monty Brown stole my heart in 2005 with the pounce. And I think Willow Nightingale's going to do the same yeah. thing. Uh, we got Ethan Page kind of promo on Jungle Boy ahead of their Rampage match. Takeshita had an interview with Rene Paquette. He did a promo in Japanese. And I'm like, what's that mean? He says, and Jeff's an asshole. Uh, and he's going to have Danielson's back. Yeah. For the Brian Cage match. Someone, uh, I, I won't take credit for this line. Uh, someone else said this on Twitter. Unfortunately, I can't remember who said it was, who it was that said it now. It said that Takeshita has got Tajiri-like comedy timing. Oh. I, which I think is it's a, such an incredible bit of praise. Because Tajiri, when he came in in 2001, was hilariously mm. funny with his not understanding of English and then would just say like you know a line in English at just the right mm -hmm. moment to get the right amount of laugh I think it, when I said it, I was like oh yeah that is he has got Tajiri levels of like that level of charisma I I don't see that personally I think it's a different kind of charisma hmm. uh, but the main event was Darby Allen versus Kushida for the TNT title really good match yeah um, a different kind of match than I'm used to for, from Darby um, it was mostly working over Darby's shoulder, his left shoulder. I, think. I mean, you say it's a different style of match. Yeah, he had a body part worked over, but he still took mad bumps onto yeah, that yeah. thing. So it's it's the same Darby match, but it's on a specific body part yeah. this time. And Kashida is just so technically excellent. Um, he never, I never like you know when he comes out, I'm never like, oh great Kashida. But by the end of the match, I'm engrossed in what he's doing. So you're, he's like uh, your Rocky Romero. In a different way. Because <laughs> Rocky Romero's there going like, come on, big facial expressions. I'm like, yes, Rocky. Kashida's uh, like, now this armbar. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to catch you in this armbar. Yeah, the best spot of the match was Darby Allen hitting a shotgun dropkick off the top rope outside. And Kashida, as he does with a lot of aerial counters, Catches it in an armbar. It was so, so good. So, so good. I really, really enjoyed this. And he got the hoverboard lock in. And he had the LA Dojo out with him. And they were, they give, they go, Kevin Knight, I think, gave yeah. the, the white towel to Sting to throw in, you know, throw in for your boy. And instead, Sting threw it into the crowd. And uh, Darby Allen reversed Kushida into the Last Supper for pinfall for the win. Nice, nice Sting use there at the end. And then they. Yeah, shake hands, respectful ending. And they're pushing the storyline that uh, Darby is pushing himself too hard. Mm. Like he's going through a lot. He's already had, he had one title defense against Juice Robinson on Rampage, and here he is now facing up against Kushida. And a match where he got a part of his body really, really systematically destroyed. All he wants to do next week is put the title on the line again. And it's funny because I think that's the exact same storyline we did before Miro beating him yeah, for the yeah. belt. I like it. It's a, it's a good storyline. Maybe we'll just have Miro beat him for the belt again. I, it, I wouldn't hate that. It's like a round of Smash Bros. <laughs> and he's, his damage percentage is now at like 98. But in a couple of weeks' time, all someone's going to have to do is flick it. <laughs> and he's going to go... Pew, pew. Um, but overall, really good episode of AEW. Absolutely. Not with like the crazy highs of other weeks. Like I think, you know, for instance, the Takeshita match last week mm -hmm. was better. Um, some other angles on other weeks were better. But so solid because you've got a very nice weekly groove going on right now. Orange Cassidy is going to have an undercard comedy match. Darby will have a mid-card hardcore style title match. Danielson is going to have a bloody great match of the week wrestling match. And the Acclaimed are going to have 
a fun sports entertainment style bit. And MJF is going to cut a great promo. And this was a match. Oh, sorry, this was a show that had a really fun opening match, a great tag match. I don't. You know, we didn't talk about it a lot, but mm. like, like they did everything perfectly yeah. in that tag yeah. match. The Young Bucks in top flight. The Danielson match was absolutely awesome as well, and I really enjoyed that main event. Like it was a top to bottom great show with a very very good heel turn. Yeah, yeah. Really, well, it was a heel turn. I think it was a good heel turn. Okay, okay. the right heel. Yes, turn. that's better. That's yeah. better. I gave it, I think, 87%. Yeah, I don't know. Four out of five. Um, before we get into your remaining Omega chats, I'd say a very big thank you to our wonderful Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Indeed. So uh, if you are one of our Patreon Pledge Hammers, yesterday was Wednesday, so you know what that means. A brand new Patreon podcast dropped into your RSS feed. It was Wrestle Talk After Dark. Myself and Pete and Tempest, we had a lovely time, had a few drinks, talked a lot about the MCU and, and, <laughs> the, and uh, DC movies for quite a while. Uh, so that was a fun old time to go and check that out. And next week, it'll be Ollie and myself reviewing Royal Rumble 2005. We recorded it yesterday and had a great time because we were both incredibly surprised by the, how much we enjoyed JBL versus Kurt Angle versus The Big Show. <laughs> what, a, what a triple threat. So good. Um, but yes, our wonderful $25 a month, $25 a month or more pledge hammers. Marcus, he's got Soul Campbell. Have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. The real boss, Matt Robinson. Max, Kurt Wallander Wallen. Michael Jensen Radio. Michael, Mark for Life Plowman. NJ Hornsberg. This is some kind of Patreon shout out. Nate, drop surname. The Batsman, Nathan Batty. The number one villain, Nikolai Martinusen. And Peter Fiber Brontus, your final Patreon uh, Hall of Fame shout out for the 19th of January 2023. Where's the year already gone? <laughs> uh, right, your remaining chats. Remember also. Should we have a ticket update? Yes, we can have a ticket update. I just had a quick check there. 15 tickets have been sold, including 15. All 15 have bought Quizlemania tickets. <laughs> wow, you're going to... So those are going out fast. Yes. You've only got 35 uh, tickets left for Quizlemania and then 70 more normal tickets on top of that. Absolutely. Uh, I'm just Marcus says, RIP Jay Briscoe. Wish they could have done the tribute last night. The man made the effort to become better. Hope his family can find peace eventually. Darby versus Kushida was my favourite tonight. Hmm. Also, Luke, I have come around to Jarrett and Lethal. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Fran underscore Chili. I was an Attitude Era guy and stopped watching wrestling until three months before AEW started. Wow, that's a long break. Never knew about the Briscoes until the FTR matches either, yet his presentation and style of wrestling in those matches were enough to make me a huge fan of Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, Jose Rivera Valentin. I saw the Briscoes in person at a few indie events. Their energy is just so infectious. I still can't believe we're only halfway through the first month of the year and we have to talk about this. R.I.P. Jay Briscoe. Yeah. I think I might have seen him at a Rev Pro show. Well, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Because they've got their connections with Ring of Honor and New Japan. I never really thought about that. 
I can't remember. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I ever saw him live. <clears throat> hmm. um, shall I help tag to you? Uh, yes, martial arts uh, said. Uh, I really hope uh, they the women are finally getting a storyline that is worth a blood and guts match. Be the perfect middle finger to the old farts like Flair and their views. Thumbs up. Uh, and the main ingredient of bolognese sauce are carrots. The main ingredient of bolognese is carrots. I think the main ingredient for bolognese is tomatoes. Yeah, katsu sauce has got carrots in. It can, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. But I, I don't think anyone would say that the main ingredients of if you were if you were to make spag bol, mm. you wouldn't say, "Well, we've got the carrots, right?" Because without the carrots, we cannot make this. I've got I've got tomato puree, and I've got mince, and I've got spaghetti, and I've got onions and garlic. But we haven't got any carrots. We cannot make this yeah. anymore. It's a 50p edition, isn't it? <laughs> carrots. Do you want carrots with that? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Chuck a few in. So it's a little bit of extra veg in there. Andrew Adame said, I was at this show. Amazing nights. Little Bro's first oh. wrestling show. Amazing ROH tribute taping. It had three times more women's matches. Main event is Claudio versus Fallen Angel. Eddie had a match and was talking to the display on his knees after the match. Nick Corvello said, hey guys, I loved everything about the women's storyline, even if Soraya and Storm are essentially bullying Shida. The way this is going, Shida is going to be like Sting during the NWO incursion, eventually the first survey, their saviour. Sting, Shida Sting with a black kendo stick. We didn't really talk about this. Where did Shida go? Well, she put out a tweet saying, I don't want to talk about what happened. So I think once she saw... I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> when she saw them attack, she just walked away. Yeah, I don't think Sheeta has looked good at all. It's, it's not making her look great, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Granted, in fairness, a lot of the NWA stuff didn't make Sting look good either. <laughs> it almost felt like that was the purpose. Slid, just a thought for Ollie's take from the morning news. What if, instead of having Serena Deeb in a women's blood and guts match on the former WWE side, you have a surprise? Mercedes Monet. That is so much better. I think that fits the storyline perfectly. Ben Vlerick, Tony Storm with the HBK WrestleMania 23 tan. It's even more notable <laughs> next to Soraya. Uh, this is from Charles Berger at our, about our Royal Rumble party saying, uh, I, asked la I asked this last watch party, but I'm going to ask you again. If you could, I'd like to be announced to the crowd. Everyone get up for Charles Berg and then the crowd viciously boos me. I understand if you can't. I just think it would be funny. Jam that jam. I, we, we probably won't do that charles just because it's a bit it's a bit confusing for most of the people who won't understand what's going on um this is from anonymous sorry Streamlabs are still losing names and come on lads you can't be dropping rumble watch party news like that i mean i've already bought my ticket to the watch party anchors or media but come on guys look forward to seeing you all there jam that jam well we look forward to seeing you whomever you are uh, Ehan94 Hey Luke and Ollie I know you guys hear this all the time But thanks for all the hard work you guys do I've been a viewer since the good old Wrestle Ramble days <laughs> It's always a pleasure to hear both of you discuss wrestling on a weekly basis Much love Hearts. Oh thank you very much Ian. Very nice Liam Leonard has been a member Liam. for 16 months in a row Says unfortunately he won't be able to attend the watch along party As I'm going to watch Eddie Kingston in OTT But I hope you enjoy it and have fun Say hello to Eddie for us Yep uh, and DX Solo here has been a member for 17 months in a row said, Hey, fellas, hope everyone at Rust Talk is well. Keep up the good work as always. I don't know anything substance. Just wanted to drop you a line. DX, you are substance. That's it. You're just a big block of substance. Just seeing the name. Mm. Always just bring, and I just think like, oh, what action figures has he added yeah, this week? Yeah. Always thinking about the action figures. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, last shout out. Oh, yeah, that's all. Um, yeah. Please go over and buy tickets. Have we got any more? Uh, let me have a quick refresh Orders. of the page. Uh, if I don't say anything now, it means that we didn't sell any more. 
Yeah, we we yeah, haven't we're sold anymore. anymore. It's still 15. Go and spread the word, please. You are our marketing team today. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we know it's quite late. Um, sort of things are out of our hands. Yeah. But now, but it's on now. Uh, yes, I've been Ali Davis. Oh. Oh, yeah, we got a present. We got sent a present, everyone. So we're going to quickly open up this as well. We also got sent this from yeah. a... Don't open it that way because that shows our address. Okay. Let's not dox ourselves. And, and we've got a letter in here. Shall I read the letter while it's you... It's a very long letter. Oh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take a look at this. Uh, said, festive greetings, WrestleTalk oh. Universe. This package is a long time coming. Have originally conce uh, conceived of the idea before Xmas 2021. Hope you all get to enjoy these newfoundland favourites with a nice cup of tea. Um, maybe a couple of quality streets if you're a really fancy sugar rush this holiday season. I don't want to get too much of it. I really want to thank you for all the entertainment and insight since discovering the channel through Quizzlemania near the start of the pandemic. You provided a strong sense of levity and escape from the stability in a way during these past three years. Navigating the beginnings of fatherhood was a major cross-country move and the madness we've been in tragedy since 2020 has made this much more manageable uh, through you lovely uh, and lovely times with the boys. Here's to a great end of 2022 and an even oosier 2023. Everyone jam that jam. And we will be able to jam that jam now in food form. Wow, we're the original. Jam jams. Jam that jams. But yes, uh, can we say their name? What? Yeah. Yeah, Dan House. Yeah, Dan, thank you. Dan House, thank you. He's put that in the jam packaging. So it now says <laughs> jam that jams. He's done it twice. Has it? Very oh, good. That is very clever. Oh, I've never had these. Neither have I. Nom, 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 nom. All the way from Canada. Uh, yeah, we all thought Dan House, is that <laughs> Dan Housen's Dan actual Housen. name? Uh, but thank you very much for all joining us here today. Thank you for that I gift as well. did see that there was a, a chat that's just come in. So I'm just waiting for the moderators to put it into the uh, document before we head on out here. Um, so if you can vamp for a little bit. Vamp? Yeah, fill for time. Doesn't vamp mean like... It's alright, it's N64 Live Podcast. It's Cliff, who said, the lady is a vamp. We learned that from the Spice Girls. Uh, said, you learn something new every day. Carrots in Spag Bowl. R.I.P. Jay. I first saw him at ICW Fear and Loathing 11. Mm. Hope everyone enjoys the watch party. I'll be an old fart at home with my tea and biscuits. Here's a late one. <laughs> but thank you very much for joining us here today. Uh, go over to buy your tickets now from the link below. Thanks, jam Cliff. that jam. Thanks, Cliff. Jam that jam. Bye, everyone. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 